thank you tonight. Uh, help us to break bread in your presence, the Word of God. Holy Spirit of God, we thank you. Thank you. You are our teacher. And we bless your name tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, we always talk about faith. Faith. That's what we need to walk with God. It's a very important subject. And for some reason, I just stay with faith lately because I believe God is teaching me things and teaching our church things on how to operate in faith. Tonight, I would like to go back again and visit the same part of faith. The same part of faith. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 21 tells us this. Test all things. In other words, prove all things. Hold fast to what is good. Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Many times as believers, we've heard a lot of truth. We've heard the word of God. I'm not sure how many things we have actually held on to from the word of God principles that we hold on to prove the principle and hold on to it and what I'm going to be sharing tonight I believe is a great principle in the word of God that if you understand this principle and hold on to this principle you can stay with this principle walk with God and add every other thing that you learn from the word of God to this principle it will work for you I believe that this is a great principle in the house of God, the word of God, that God is giving to us that we can use to walk with God by faith. In Mark chapter 11, verse 23 and 24, the scripture tells us this, and you have to understand this principle. These are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ to us as believers. Everything that you accomplish in life has to be by faith. If it's done in the flesh, it's never accepted. Remember what the Word of God says, that in the judgment of the Lord God, God is going to try every work. Some, some works will be burnt. Now, it's only the work that's done through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that will stand the test of judgment for reward. Only that work that is done. So we must know how to operate in faith and how to allow God to use us To do things in faith. And this is a key principle that every believer must learn. Once you are saved, in my mind, once you are saved, you should be taught this principle. So you begin to learn how to walk with God and be successful in your Christian life through the word of God. Jesus said, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain... Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, 
whatever things you ask or whatever things you desire, whatever things you ask or whatever things you desire in this life, when you pray, believe that you received them. And you will have them. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask or pray or desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. And you will have them. Therefore, in verse 24, is because of what he said in verse 23. So we have to really look closely to what Jesus is saying in verse 23 to understand the therefore and walk with the therefore. Because everything that you receive, I mean, that you have on earth, everything that you will become as a Christian is as a result of you receiving it from the Lord. So we have to know the principle and operate in the principle that will bring these things into our lives. Your Christian work is going to be as a result of how you are able to receive from the Lord. Everything that you are as a believer is going to be what you receive from God. It's not going to be as a result of what you do by in your own flesh. It's got to be what God is doing through your life. That is exactly what's going to happen. If you examine that particular scripture, it tells us there clearly, For shortly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, then you have to realize as you walk as a Christian in life, you will be dealing with mountains. There will be issues that you have to deal with as a Christian constantly. You go through one and another one comes. And every time they present themselves, it's like a mountain. And sometimes you feel like, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know what to do to handle this situation. Some of them are pretty discouraging. But Jesus is saying, what we should do is say, who say things to the mountain, not pray about the mountain say things about the mountain we're coming about we're coming to praying that's why we have the therefore amen but if you look at what he says here i say to you jesus is saying i say to you this is a life giving principle whoever says to this mountain so if the mountain is going to do anything in your life you have to speak to it Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. He will have whatever he says. Notice he talks about believing in what you say. So the real trust of this matter here is what you say. Say, saying here, the words that you say appears three times. Here, whoever says to this mountain, whoever believes in what he says, will have what he says. So faith will work by saying without praying. That's what he's saying here. Faith will work. We have three times the word reference to the word, the word saying as opposed to believe. Believe is only mentioned once. And the belief 
is in, is in relation to what you say. And then you have to understand what he's saying. If you say to this mountain, not pray to the mountain, say to this mountain, be removed. And if you don't doubt in your heart, and I said it here, it's possible for you to be speaking to the mountain and be doubting in your head. The fact that you are doubting in your head and sit and bringing things to your head and giving you reasons why these things cannot happen, that's happening in your head. If you listen to that, it will go into your heart and you'll have unbelief. Just because you are thinking doubt doesn't mean you are doubting in your heart. Notice Jesus didn't say if you doubt in your head, if you doubt in your heart. So he says if you believe in your heart, what does he want you to believe? Not that God is good. Yes, God is good. Not that God is omnipotent. That's good. Not anything, but believe in what you say. That's what he's saying. If you don't doubt in your heart, but believe that those things that you say, the things that you say is the subject matter, is the important thing here. What is coming out of your mouth is what God wants you to believe in. And if you believe in what you say, yes, you believe in God, that's good. God says, I know you believe in God, but I want you to believe in what you say. It's only when you believe in what you say that you will have, and guess what? Not what God gave to you, but what you say. Well, it's coming from God. God knows that. But as a human being on the earth, the way this thing works on earth as a principle, you say it, you believe it in your heart, and you will have what you say. Faith will work by saying without praying. So believing is not good enough. Just believing is not good enough. You have to believe in what you say. Just because you believe with all your heart that God is good, He's not going to give it to you. He says, what do you believe? Do you believe in God? Yes, I believe in God. I believe with all of my heart. I believe in the Holy Spirit. And that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about whether you believe in what you say. So you have what you say. It's believing in what you say that is important here. You will not have the desire of your heart... You start saying these things until you start speaking to the mountain. Notice the word, you will have what you say. Not immediately, sometimes. Sometimes it's immediate because there's going to be some time. You have to believe. If you already have it, there is no need to go through believing in what you say. You're going to have to go through a period where it seems like what you're saying is not coming to you. But the Bible says you believe in what you say, that what you say will be done, you have what you say. And during that period, while you're still saying those things, there will be opportunities to have doubts and to change what you say. As soon as you start saying something different, you killed it. You kill. You can't have what you say anymore. 
you have believed a lie because of what you saw in the natural circumstances. And many Christians have gone through this and been, been defeated because we don't understand this principle. And so we quickly lean to what we say and they keep repeating it. And they, they think you're doing what is right before God. God may present a very difficult circumstance to you just like he did to the children of Israel in the wilderness. And they were speaking what they saw with their eyes and God judged them for it. Instead of speaking what God gave to them. So just believing in, is not enough. You have to say according to this word. You have in life what you say. What comes out of your mouth is what's going to happen to you. You have in life what you say. If you are not happy today about your lot, your lot in life, about who you are in Christ, and you want to find out exactly what's gone wrong, go and examine what you've been saying. Go and examine closely what's been coming out of your mouth. It's okay to see the negatives. You don't want to dwell in those. You don't want to dwell on those. You don't want to keep repeating them. It's so important. It's a great, great principle. We walk by faith, not by sight. Your life is the sum total of what you've been saying. And sometimes what we say is as a result of everything that's around us. Our upbringing, everything that's been around us in our life. We are, those things have become part of our lives and they come out of our mouth. And we say those things. So if you're from the ghetto, you're used to ghetto talk. And you have all, because you talk ghetto talk, as long as you keep sp- speaking ghetto talk, talking ghetto talk, you stay in the ghetto. Change your way of speaking. Get around friends who speak differently. And have hope in life. Before long you'll be out of the ghetto. You will only go back to visit the ghetto. You no longer live there. But as long as you keep speaking ghetto talk, you stay in the ghetto. You never get out of it. You are sum total of the things that you're saying with your mouth. Proverbs 6 verse 2 tells us this. You are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken into captivity. Taken by the words of your mouth. You are snared because of the things that you have been saying about your life. Because of the things that you have been saying about your finances. Because of the things that you have been saying about your children. Because of the things that you have been saying about your church. Because of the things you have been saying about your pastor. Because of all of those things you have been watching. I'm glad you repented. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know that, but <laughs> he's not laughing. I'm telling you, I'm in real. I'm in real trouble. 
Ines, I need to go home with you tonight. Where is Nate? I need him to stand by me. That's the only guy who is as big as this guy. Yeah. Thank you very much. I need two of you. You know, we are snared by the words of our mouth. And it's, it's, so, it's so normal. You can keep talking about it because that's what you see in the natural. That's what's happening to you in the natural. Your bank account is like that. What comes out of your job is like that. And you keep repeating it. They are going to lay me off. They are laying off people in the, at work. Hey, I, I think I'm next. Guess who is next? You are. But this is the way it works. If you say it and you believe it in your heart, it's coming to you. It's a principle. Just like the, the law of gravity is coming to you. When you are born again, you are born again to begin to learn how to speak. A different language. You were born to become a baby in Christ. But what we do, we take our adult language that we had before we got born again and we stay with it. I have tried very hard to change my accent. <laughs> the more I try, the more. <laughs> Is this supposed to be church? <laughs> the more I try, the more I get in trouble. I had a guy one time, he, he says, good luck, I was new here, I'm digressing from this message now, <laughs> I don't know what, but um, uh, I, I, w- I think it was my first year, and he was trying to talk like Americans, you know, he said, good luck, your accent is strong, you need to change the way you talk, I said, I, I can do it, I've tried, my tongue will not rule that way, it doesn't go that way. He said, good luck. He's from Nigeria as well. You have to talk like the Americans so they can hear you. And I said, look, I can't, I can't do it. When we went out one day and he was talking, no one could understand what he was saying. I said, is this the guy that's telling me to talk like the Americans? He can't even talk. I have to help him. <laughs> Tell the guy. This is what he's saying. And from then on, I refuse to listen to anyone. I stay with my, my accent. But now... Go back. Let's be serious now. Are you serious, Mark? (laughs) What you say is going to affect your life. Seriously. It will. You know, the scripture that we always quote, we know the scriptures very well. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And just because you are experiencing something, it could be a test from the Lord to see if you will change your confession. And immediately people start saying it. And it's, it's true what they're saying, but if it doesn't agree with the word of God and with what you believe, you shouldn't be saying it. If it doesn't agree with what you want from the Lord, you shouldn't be saying it. The more you say it, then you have it, and then say, well, I said so. Well, you got what you said. 
And you're happy to have something negative that you've been saying just to prove a point that you were right in the way you were thinking. Well, you were thinking negative and you got what you were thinking. That doesn't mean God endorsed what you were thinking and saying. You just opened the door for the enemy to operate and you're happy about it to prove a point. And that's being stupid. We are in a fight. We are not competing with one another. We are in a fight. And we are together, working together as believers. If you're hurting, I'm hurting. I want you to prosper. I pray for that all the time. I want you to do well. I want your kids to do well. We want to grow together. And we will. But we need to learn how to talk. You know a lot of Christians blame the devil for what's happening in their lives. Everything is the devil. The devil is really attacking me. The devil is attacking my body. The devil, I, I don't know why I'm so sick. The devil will let, well, he, you talk more about the devil than you talk about God. Well, he's your Lord. Why are you talking so much about the devil and you say very little about Jesus? So who are you confessing? Jesus or the devil? Your pain or the healing that Jesus provided? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why did you forget that scripture? And you're looking at what you can see in the natural. And you believe that. What's happening with the U.S. economy. And you refuse to confess what God says. When you are presented with the facts. Why don't you go to the truth? The truth says the Lord is your shepherd. You shall not have want in your life. Well if you stay with the facts. You're going to suffer. I think it was Stevie Wonder who said. If you believe in things you don't understand. You suffer, right? Is that what he said? No, nobody knows about Stevie Wonder. Very superstitious. You got that song? <laughs> I know where you came from, brother. <laughs> I know where you came from. <laughs> Sounds like a little scripture. When if you believe in things you don't understand, you suffer. If you don't understand that the devil is just simulating things, you know, and you believe in those things and repeat them, you suffer. We shouldn't repeat those things. Do not receive, repeat, or have an evil report. Linda, yes. She gave it to me tonight because she said, I, I, <laughs> I told her something. She said, well, your message said you shouldn't give an evil report. You're doing it. I said, okay, I repent. You. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, a pastor said this. He said uh, he would rather have whoremongers Whores, drug addicts in his church than to have people who spread evil reports. He said, uh, you can walk with the drug addict and if they don't turn around and they keep insisting on doing, you can tell them, 
we can't tolerate this in our church. You can't be using drugs and doing this. You either make up, or or make up your mind or you have to find a place where you, you, know, you can get help. We can't, keep, we can't keep doing this with you. And he said the church will be behind you. Nobody's going to be upset, right? Because we've tried our best. But try to turn away from the church somebody who has been spreading evil report. People will rise up against you. You can't stop it. So I see what he's saying. What is an evil report? An evil report, according to the word of God, is a report of unbelief. A report of unbelief is an evil report. And you don't want to have an evil report. You don't want to repeat an evil report. Even if it seems true, you don't want to repeat those things. What you observe, it could be true, but that's not what you want. Say what you want. You know, in Numbers chapter 13, the children of Israel were sent out by Moses to spy the land. You remember the story? Twelve spies. And they came back, and the Bible said, ten of them brought to them an evil report. There's a report of unbelief. And for one evil report that they saw, notice that the other two saw exactly the same things that they saw. They interpreted it differently. You understand what I'm saying? That's what's happening to the church. People interpret things differently, and most of the time they stay with the negative, and they repeat the negative. And they think they mean well. And before long, they are repeating the negative and discouraging everybody else. And before long, everyone is discouraged. Because they are trying to prove a point. These guys came back. They were glad. They saw exactly the same things. The other two and the ten. They came back and, and they, their testimony was, hey, listen, he was just like the way God told us. That should have settled it. That should have settled it. That God had given them the land. God was the one that told them that the land was flowing, was flowing with milk and honey. They hadn't been there before. They went there and found it to be so. Exactly. Then they should know that God was giving them the land. But they looked at what they saw with their eyes. And they started to repeat those things that they believe, which was negative, which was contrary to what God said. You notice God didn't tell them that there were giants in the land, right? He didn't tell them that. He knew it, but he didn't tell them that. He won't tell you what you're going to be facing in life. But he'll let you go and do the job. And then you will, all of a sudden, here comes the giant. Whatever it is that you have to face in life, how are you going to handle it? Would you now change your confession? They came back and they brought an evil report to the whole camp. The camp believed that evil report and all of them, except for those two, they all died in the wilderness. And the Bible tells us that these things were written, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, they were written for our example. So we learn. Not to repeat evil report. You can imagine 
sin. I mean, they were happy one moment. These guys came and started talking about how difficult it would be to get to the promised land. Before long, grown men were crying. Just hearing words. They were so discouraged. And they were talking about going back to Egypt where they were slaves in Egypt. They preferred to be slaves rather than fight with God on their side. That's what evil report will do. They said, in our own eyes, we were like grasshoppers. What is it in your life that makes you feel like you're a grasshopper? Maybe a problem, a mountain in your life. And you keep repeating it. And others will want to help you repeat it. They want to put it in your face. And guess what? Who is behind it? Satan is just trying to get you to change your confession. Simple. He's trying to make you feel discouraged. Now, Joshua chapter 1 says, I'm taking you to the land. There's something I want you to have. Be strong and of a good courage. Don't change your confession. Stay with the book. Isn't that what he said? This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Stay with what the book says. Don't allow what you see with your eyes make you change your confession. Stay with the book. You will be successful. If you stay with the book and you neglect what you see with your eyes, you can't do work with God <laughs> if you don't have this principle down. There will be hundreds of times of discouragement. Angela and I, we've known that. If you want to look by what you see. But I know there is a God that called and he has to fulfill. You got to stay with him. But you speak those things and believe those things. So, Jesus said, believe when you pray. Believe when you pray. Because of what I've said to you, believe when you pray. Mark eleven twenty three twenty four. 24. I will read it again. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, believe that those things he says will be done, it may not be done overnight, but you're not going to give in, you keep repeating the same thing, even in the face of circumstance, I prayed for $10,000. I got $10,000. And the next week, only $1,000 come in. And you say, well, I don't know what's going on. I prayed for $10,000. I only got one. Whew. And Satan tells you in your mind, it's never going to happen. You prayed for 10 and you only got one. And then you go back to God and you say, God, thank you. Because now you got nine more thousand to add to the 10 for next week. Whatever. Amen. And I know you are able to do it. I know you are able to do it. And he will. 
That is how we will learn to live by faith. If it's not difficult, you don't have to go through it. You never learn. And God can never use you in great things. He can never. Because that's just the work of faith. Amen? It is the work of faith. That goes for everything. Prove all things. Well, just don't hear the word. Prove it. Do something about it. That's what First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 21 tells us. Prove all things. Test all things. Hold fast to what works for you. Why don't you try this and see if it will work for you? Amen. Try it. Prove it. Well, if you're going to prove it, it's going to be a difficult time. Something difficult or a mountain will be in your life that you have to work with, right? Then prove through whatever mountain is in your life and see what God does. Amen? Prove all things. Not some things. Prove all things. And hold fast to that which is good. And I believe this is good. You can prove it. It will work. And once you got that principle down, you can learn from the word of God, pick from everywhere, add to this one principle. Because everything that you are, you receive from God. You understand what I'm saying? That's what it is. Angela, be quiet. <laughs> she gives me a hammer. <laughs> so prove all things. Now, Third John, chapter 1, verse 2. Beloved, it says, I pray that you may prosper in how many things? All things. When John says, I pray, you know who is doing the praying? That's the Holy Spirit. He wrote those words, right? All scriptures. Given by the inspiration. It was the Holy Spirit's prayer. I pray. That you may prosper. You know. uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 26. It says likewise the spirit also helps our infirmities. Our weaknesses that means. Likewise the spirit also helps our infirmities. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. So the Spirit prays according to the word of God. And the Bible tells us in that verse, verse 27, he prays according to the will of God. And this is the Holy Spirit praying here. He says, I pray that you prosper in how many things? All things. And be in health. Just as your soul prospers. Just as your soul prospers. Notice, he wants you to prosper. That's in material things. Health, that's your body. For you to be healthy. That's the will of God. That's the Holy Spirit's prayer. Your soul, that's your spiritual life. He wants you to prosper in all of this. Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Prove it. This is the will of God. You can begin to speak these things into your life and let God worry about how he's going to bring it to pass in your life. Determine in your heart today 
and establish it in your heart today that the Lord is your shepherd, you will never do no want. So when somebody presents to you what's happening in the economy, you don't say that. You immediately respond, the Lord is my shepherd. I, not until I die, I will never know want. It will never happen. How is God going to do it? I don't care. And I just know. God's going to do it. But if you start talking and get into their talk in their office and get into what's happening and somebody comes in, you know what I just heard? I heard the uh, secretary saying that they are going to lay some people off. And you go, what did you say? I just heard. Don't you have fear? Fear is the opposite of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Fear is the substance of things not hoped for, the evidence of things seen. So once you become afraid, you're going to have it. But when they present it to you, you speak to the mountain. I used to say when I was in Texas here and I'm employed by the, the college uh, as a teaching assistant, uh, I used to say when they come in the office that the, the boss has said he's going to lay off some of us because they, they don't have enough money in the department and especially those that have had the assistantship for a long time. And you can see everybody in the office very worried. They are very concerned. For me, that was everything I had. If he stops paying me, I'm out of school. It's over. A foreigner, no green card, nothing. So I'll tell them, he said, good luck. I'm worried. I said, no. I tell them, no. I'm not. I said, why? I said, he didn't employ me. God gave me the job and he cannot fire me. And it never happened. I like to stay with that. Amen. <laughs> He, he couldn't do it. He even was paying me after I, I, I graduated. And he was happy to do it. Prove what God says in your... And, and I know when I was doing that, I didn't even know this principle. I just trusted God. And, and, and I, God has to help me, otherwise I'm undone. You must prove this principle in your finances. You must prove this principle in your health, according to this scripture. You must prove this principle in your spiritual life. You must prove this principle in your family life. Your children. And what's happening to them. There are a lot of challenges in the world today for the kids. We must stand firm. And stand by the word of God without fear. And say the word of God from your mouth with boldness. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember them? They said, you can't burn us. God is able to deliver us. And he will. They were very affirmative. God will deliver us. But then they added, even if he chooses not to, we know he can and will deliver us. Read that scripture. We know he can, he will deliver us. But even if he chooses not to, we're not going to listen to you. And guess what? Jesus was the first man in the fire before they got in there. He had made that place air conditioner of furnace for them. That's what we need to believe. 
stay away with, from people who carry evil report and speak what is good and acceptable before God. Amen? Please stand up. What are you laughing about, Angela? I don't want, next time I'm going to insist you don't sit near Teresa. <laughs> Amen. Tonight, I want you to think about that one thing in your life that you will want God to fix. And I want you to see with your spirit eyes that solution to that problem. And from this very hour, knowing fully well that faith can walk, faith can walk without praying. According to the words of Jesus, not my words, Jesus said that. You can change anything, according to the words of Jesus. You can move any mountain, no matter how difficult it is, you can. You just have to say it. It's very simple, and believe it in your heart. And keep saying that stuff from your heart. A minister said, even if you feel that there's doubt in your head, keep saying it to your mind, cooperate with what is in your heart. Amen? Keep saying it to your head begins to cooperate with what's going on in your heart. And when that's happened, you are halfway there. Everything we receive comes from the Father. And I'm glad that God has put us all together. We are in this fight together. We are in this ministry together. This is your ministry. Amen. Let's begin to speak over our ministry. Amen. Let's begin to trust God. Let's begin to believe God. Let's begin to see mighty works and speak those mighty works. Amen. And God will do it. And we're all walking together. And begin to speak those mighty things in your life. That's my desire. I want to see you great. I want to see millionaires for God's glory. Amen. Not for money, but for God's glory. So we can do the work of God around the world. And nothing can stop us. If we believe it, we start saying it, God will do it for us. And nothing will be able to stop us. When they see us, they say they look like grasshoppers. How come they are giants in the land? Amen. What we look like in the natural is different from what we look like inside. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Would you give thanks to the Lord tonight? Put your hands up to the Lord tonight and let's thank him for who he has made us and where we are going our destiny how great how precious how glorious because jesus is in our lives we cannot know defeat we cannot be defeated don't even consider it you, there's just an obstacle you're going higher you're go, going stronger your body is getting stronger you are being healed right now your liver is being healed your heart is being healed your bones are being strengthened in the name of Jesus. You are being productive. No one can fire you in the name of Jesus. Jesus is with you. And everybody, every member of the family of God now says, Amen. God bless you. We're dismissed.